the Nobody's Famous Podcast. All right, guys, and we're back on the Nobody's Famous Podcast, and we are back with a very, very special episode today. You guessed it, with the one and the only, Stephanie Haddad, and it's an absolute, absolute pleasure uh, to have you on the show. Uh, I want to start by welcoming you on the Nobody's Famous Podcast, and do you have any opening statements that you'd like to say? I, 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 I love... Uh, uh, wow, on the spot you put me up. No opening <laughs> statement, just hi. Thank you for having me. Uh, and yeah, but uh, I googled my name, and there's a lot of Stephanie Handads, unfortunately. So. Unfortunately, well, it's you not see, very unique of a name. Yeah, well, you see, uh, this is this is the moment. This is the defining moment where when people will search, they will find something else. Moving on to um, to you, uh, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. You are someone who is. Um, uh, very in touch with with yourself. Um, you have a kind message to the world. You are very uh, expressive, outspoken, and uh, <laughs> and you are very creative. You are um, you should consider a a uh, career in uh, stand up comedy, and you um, will always speak your mind. And uh, we want to talk about. Yeah, and we want to talk about so many different things here together. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm very, very happy to have you on the show. I have the first big question for you. And yeah, no. the question is, self-expression is your core. This is yes. what I noticed. Convince someone that this is the right path in life. Okay. I'll just basically tell you my story, like my life from when I was 14, 15, you know, approaching puberty, a young girl. I was sort of a tomboy when I was growing up. And there was one incident where we were at church, like my family and I were at church and my mom put me in a dress and I was walking, you know, just the way I want to walk. And I'm not necessarily considering I have a dress. So while I was walking, my mom was like, Stephanie, just, you know, walk a little bit more elegantly. What's wrong with you? You know, you're a grown up lady. Allah walk. I was like, who's watching? She's like, Mom, what do you mean, Mom? Can you shoot? I was like, okay, but imagine they they saw me. I go home. What what? Their opinion on me did it did it change anything in me? Did my comfort change at all? She's like, Mom, you don't know what would people talk when they get home. I'm like, if I'm gonna live my life based on what people talk, and by the time I exit church, I'm never gonna see them again. What what kind of life am I living? El Mohem. Fast forward now, I'm turning 26 in a month, so 10 years later, all my life experiences, all the difficulties and the sacrifices I've had to make taught me that if I were to change my way any time during this life of mine, no one would have gained anything, but I would have lost like my authenticity, the genuine person that I am. So I feel like if someone does exactly what they feel like doing in the same moment that they feel it, and st stick to their self-expression, then the world would be so much easier. People would be less tense all the time. People would just do whatever it is they wanted to do without thinking a hundred times. So if you were given a choice whether or not to express yourself, then you should always choose the actual self-expression because I think no matter what you do, some people are gonna judge you, whether you're proud of what you did, whether they like what you did or they don't, there's always gonna be someone judging. So. Just do whatever you want to do. 
I, I agree. It's a very difficult thing actually to do. And, and I'm speaking from either personal experience or even um, experiences of other or somebody might be thinking the same thing. I completely agree with your point. Yet I have to say it's quite difficult. It's difficult to, to come you know, to, to come to terms with that and say, I don't care what other people think of me. I'm just going to do whatever. You just get built in a society where you need to, you need to make sure you can still keep those bridges and, and not burn them down with people that you, you care about. So it's a very, uh, very difficult uh, path to, to, to navigate, I think, in my opinion, because, um, but, but going back to what you said, I think once you make that decision, or you accept that you're not going to live somebody else's life, you know, keep always mm -hmm. thinking what they are. Oh, what, they get, what are they going to think of me? What if I did this? What are they going to think? If you, if you accept the fact that you need to live your own life, nobody's going to live it for you. Mm -hmm. Then I think you will just, it'll just come naturally and you will always, um, you know, have this, this, this self-expression. And, you know, the good, what, one of the good things that, that happened with you is that you, you were aware so early on, you know, you were aware about that. Yeah, which isn't very always the case. So. Mm -hmm. For me, like, I'm mm -hmm. pretty late to it's the party. It's not always the case. Yeah, I'm pretty late to the party. So maybe my 20s, no I was like, thing. you know, I like to make an entrance. But, <laughs> but it's, but as you said, it's, it's, it's a good thing to be aware quite early. So hopefully somebody will watch this and say, yeah, I think you should take that path right now. Yeah, it worked out for me. I'm fine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and like they say, you know, those who those who matter don't mind, and those who mind don't matter. Correct. Next. Correct. Next. Next. And and with that, on to the next question. Um, okay, I have this one, and this is about your a bit about your profile, a bit about you know your page and everything. Through your experience on social media. You've, you've, you've experienced that it's an amazing thing. You, you mm -hmm. actually, you've said to me that you love it. You love social mm -hmm. media. But it also has a lot of negative uh, effects, uh, which, whether it's like um, criticism, uh, people, uh, for example, you comparing yourself to others, uh, misinformation, um, all these kinds of things. Maybe you can tell us how you navigate this this landscape in in the situation that you're in and the all type right. of person that you are <clears throat> all right so like you said it came early on the whole not giving a crap about what people say but the first night that my video went viral it went viral on naked lebanese which is now developing this image that it's like the pro bullying instagram page and whatnot but at the time two and a half years ago it wasn't that bad so when they reposted the video, the caption, the caption was basically they were calling me a crackhead because I was so, like I was so frustrated in the car expressing myself. So the, their caption was something uh, in video or something like that. So people started commenting <laughs> and saying, and lots of people were leaving comments. So these were funny. They were cute. I understand, but some people were swearing at me. Some people were commenting on the way I looked, although that wasn't even the aim of the video. Some people were talking about, oh, how can a girl be so vocal? And it's like, what does my genitalia have to do with my self-expression? That one night when I was reading the comments, I, I don't know how, I had like an out-of-body experience where I would always wonder 
what like these famous bloggers do when they get these negative comments. So obviously not to compare myself to them, but when I was viewing the comments from an outsider's perspective, I was like, this can go two ways. They can crush me. But then again, who are they? What's user 127 underscore chocolate gonna do to my life? And all these people that leave the hate comments, Ali, are literally, they don't have pictures. They don't have display pictures. They don't have any posts. They follow from these ghost accounts. So it's like, why? Why am I gonna let these people get in my way? So whatever, I, alhamdulillah, happened to take the other way out. So I posted more videos on my story, responding to these people, saying, you know, don't worry. So I was making fun of them. I was using it as a sarcastic way. I was, I turned it into my own, you know, you can always mold these things because before, before these comments came into my life, I was Stephanie. And now that they came into my life, I'm still going to be Stephanie. But like you said, it came early on and it was just because of like, let's say the self-esteem or the confidence that was built into me whether it's nature or nurture so that was for the first few months negative who hate comments and whatnot but it just became like a show yeah, and my friends and i would sit and gather and we'd say Allah, what are the new comments and you should see my mom's responses yeah, look. my mom didn't get the phone for three days in a row and she's like what are they saying what not so it's just the the dam that my mom and my brother and my boyfriend and my sister and my family and my friends had it was very hard to get affected because i thought of it as a good thing i was like oh my god i've just gained a platform and ever since i was a kid i've always been so self-expressive so i, I was just loud i just had so much in me that i wanted to express so i had a platform now and i turned it into something awesome in my opinion so that was the first few weeks. And then slowly, when people started realizing the value of the content I'm putting out, how I changed my whole page from comedy to like self-love and just motivational speeches and whatnot, I haven't received one hate comment in a good two years, no joke, because there's nothing to hate on. And I always approach topics that are super controversial, whether it's LGBTQ, whether it's uh, women and their self-expression in our community, mental health in the Arab world, how some people demean it simply because we're Arab, you know, we don't have the mental problems. So all of these things, I take them when I see this negativity, even if it's not targeted at me. When I see it, I take it and I try to voice it in my own way. And I'm using it for my benefit and to like educate the community that doesn't know how to express themselves. And so many people use my videos as their guard like some girls tell me, you know, I feel the same way, but my parents don't listen to me. And then I post a video about it. So they take the video to their parents and they say, oh, I couldn't have said it the way you said it. So thank you for giving me like voicing my opinion. So obviously it's not the same for everyone, but it is controllable. You can control how much random people's comments get to you with time, with effort, with the proper support. And eventually you just cut their tongues yeah, and block them report them, restrict them, which is a new thing that I love. Like you don't have to block them, but you restrict them. It's like, So yeah, I, I can talk till tomorrow. Yeah, no, I, I love, I love this. We, we have no short answers here. And I think, uh, thank you for that. Uh, you should keep awesome. going. You should keep going. Whenever you feel like stopping, just uh, stop and I can respond. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, I stop. Yeah, but um, no, I think, I think, uh, 
you know, we, we had a couple of questions like this previously also on the show and, and uh, you make an interesting point, which is try, try to your best to keep it online, you know, keep, keep the, don't let it spill into your life. For you, I, you had a great uh, support system around you of people who would just take it like in a, you know, a funny way. These are just people that are, that are just, uh, you know, commenting and stuff like that. I think though, it's just, uh, it's just hard, you know, it's just hard for you to, go and like you go through the comments and and what struck me was like you were saying some people were swearing uh, were swearing at you swearing for what for what reason like what what was the reason like, like? what's wrong with her what's wrong mm. with her what does she think she is i'm like yeah, like what did i do nothing made sense and i'm telling you these are the user 2172 underscore chocolate mm -hmm. and there was no there's no context i don't know what they were talking about and now when i see people commenting on others videos 85% of the time, and I'm very confident with my statistics, huh? they don't know what they're saying. And there's no proper relation from the comment to the video or to the person. Great. Well, I think, I mean, that was a great experience for you to, to, to springboard you into this uh, place where you can go like, hey, now I can, uh, I can uh, help others, you know, and explain to them, you know, uh, if they don't know how to say something. I can help them. And then this is, this is what it is. And, and, mm -hmm. um, I, I wanted to ask you about, uh, I mentioned before comparing yourself to others, which is the one of the negative things about, uh, about mm -hmm. social media. Is that something that you think people do? Um, like in your experience, you found that, or have you found yourself doing that at some point, even before you went viral or after, like, what do you think? about? Yeah. That? Yeah, I think it's inevitable when you live in a world where you have access to so many lifestyles, so many different levels of education, so many body types, so many wealth and standards. There's so much and you always think, you know, oh, what would I do if I was there? What would I do if I looked like that? What would I do if that? But these thoughts, you can either use them to hurt yourself and say, oh, I am unworthy. They are better. Or you can say, oh, they're, up, they're in this area. I'm in this area. They're in this area. They're in this area. And then I with experience, with growth, I learned that no one that I know has it all. Whether some people are a bit more well off or have a better body or have better health or whatnot, we are a combination of perfections and imperfections. And once you learn to grasp this and understand it, which I'm fortunate to have, and you know, I've embraced you know, what I do have, what I don't have, and like they say. So once you get to that point, it becomes easier, but let's say I didn't have this ability and I did not have this blessing, then it's very hard, especially for these young girls. Bro, man, my, sis my sister is 18, okay, turning 19. And she's, she's a beautiful girl, Yanni. She shows me these young girls who are 14, 15. You cannot tell they're 14, 15. They're glammed up head to toe and they all have like TikTok careers and they make millions and whatnot. And they have like the Aston Martins and the Ferraris and the mansions, like check out my new seven mil home. So for the younger generation, it's very difficult. Like in you and I's generation, we didn't have this. MSN.com, Safa. It was, yeah, it was ASL and that was it. You know, it was that yeah. was the What's ASL? age, sex, uh, and uh, where do you live? You don't know that? You don't know ASL? Oh, no, I don't, I don't know that. It was, you would go into chat rooms and you would just say ASL, question mark, you know, and then age, sex, and then, uh, um, you know, where'd you live? That's how we got to know people. That's how wow. We, 
Yeah, on MSN, and and it was oh my god, online. Oh my god, somebody's online. You know, like oh my it was god, such a big deal. it was such a big deal. And and simpler uh, times. Yeah, it was so simple. And I think, you know, uh, if I have any advice to give to your sister, I think it's just it's just something that because I'm a I'm I'm someone who does this. Like I look and I say. I might not be working on the podcast one day or I see somebody post something or, or um, I go for weeks not doing anything. And then I look and I say, ah, I should be doing that. Oh, I should be posting. I should be. Mm. So next question for you, uh, Stephanie, is sarcasm. You do it so well. <laughs> so, so, so let's talk about sarcasm and let's make fun of social media a little bit. And my first question is, what do you think about the... IG models and the influencers nowadays. <laughs> I think that it goes along with the title of your podcast, like the Nobody's Famous. These people, I swear, at the end of the day, let's say you scroll and you find like 30 models, just like passing your feed on your explore page or on your home feed. By the end of the day, when you go home, no one knows what their name is. Can you recall? Do you remember anyone's name? Unless it's like, oh, like one model that you love. Like, I don't know, let's call her Alessandra Ambrosio or something. Like that one, you know her, just one. But the rest of them, like, does anyone give them a name? I think there's just too many. So it's hard to yeah. keep track. There's just too many. Yeah, it's just become numbers, Yanni. It's not, and it's not even realistic. If I were to go back to my university, I don't remember one classroom where someone looked like that. And if I were to go back to school, no one looks like that. And at work, no one looks like that. Except if you go to those posh clubs in Dubai, everyone looks like that. But you know, these people aren't there on a regular basis. Some were born with these bodies and whatnot. Good for you, go ahead. But you know, what am I going to gain? And all these little girls are going to have this like horrible self-esteem and they're not going to know if they're ever going to look like that and oh my god is this really achievable and whatnot i'm not a hater but i'm a realist and you don't cross these people on a daily basis so you shouldn't want to look like them like better yourself you know like if you're a specific version and you want to better it whether it's the way you look uh, your degrees your level of intellect your level of knowledge better them if you feel like you're lacking but mission no post someone's picture on your wall and say I want to look like that, and that is the epitome of beauty. And nothing, no one should look anything except that, you know. And by sarcasm, uh, thank you very much. Yeah, that's uh, before we move to sarcasm. I actually there's this guy that I follow on Instagram, and his his profile is like the database for all the models because he takes photos of all of them. So he's called Martin. Dan. Dick. No, it's called Martin uh. Depict. So this way, I don't need to go to their their profiles. I can uh. just go to his profile <laughs> and I can see, you know, <laughs> he's the database, you know. He just Sorry? One stop shop. Yeah, just go to his profile. He takes photos of everyone. So so from there you have access. But um, I, I, yeah, I, I think we also touched on it in some of the previous questions that... Uh, Definitely, it's a big, big issue that's that's happening now, and uh, a lot of people have to, you know, kind of compare and and look and and think that this is the goal and this is the and not just for models, by the way, it's just other stuff as well. Um, and and actually, the 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 reason why I asked you that question about comparing yourself and this question as well, there have two two kind of uh, reasons why I asked it. One of them is foreshadowing my final question about the show 
And the other one was because you actually, mm. you actually really touch on the subject uh, quite a bit in most of your videos. But you do it with a hint of sarcasm and sometimes... Things you, I post. Yeah, and I, I, like mm -hmm. the, I like the sarcasm of it. So um, what, what do you say about that? Do you, think, uh, do you think you'll keep on with your sarcastic uh, uh, ways? Which I think is it's amazing. Um, it's, it's a way to add the, the flair to, to, your, to, your, you know, to your um, videos. Yeah, it's proven that it's working and it's proven that it delivers really serious topics in a very funny way. And it's honestly me being natural and genuine and it's how I was raised and this is how we approach topics. And I feel like every Arab family has like, when you talk about really serious topics, they go like, no. If you wanted to look this way, or something, and you're going to look like that. So just the way I was raised and how the people speak around me, they've influenced the way I talk. And of course, my friends, my teachers, etc. But uh, well, it's proven to deliver. And there's so many girls, boys also seek my advice via like direct message or emails or whatnot. But mostly girls. And they tell me that when something is so complicated in my mind, the way you break it down even with humor makes it so much lighter like even if it's such a serious serious topic you deliver it makes it so much lighter and the video i think of the most when i think of this is the video i made about the lgbt community when the girl uh, she was an egyptian girl she was uh, like an open homosexual woman and she committed suicide for many reasons that led to it but uh, before i made the video I was thinking, you know, how do you deliver this message to a very homophobic society? Because like 85% of my followers are Lebanese people, but the generation speaks volumes. Yani they're all the young people who understand what, what's happening in the world, the LGBTQ plus ABC, et cetera, community. They know that there's this world and it's a very small number of people that are haters from my followers. Because yeah, I watched that video. You know, they know when they come to my page, I don't hate anyone. So yeah, so that, that got a lot of views. So in my mind, I'm like, how am I going to deliver this message to people who don't listen? Like, Hollis, they're so adamant with their thoughts and their ideologies, and theirs is the only correct way. So I thought I'd hit, like, their emotional cord. So I wanted to deliver my message in a way... Wait, I want to formulate this properly. So the way I started the video is you're each like everyone to each their own it is what it is this is your thought this is mine but why do people have so much confidence that they can decide how you should and shouldn't how, what to do what not to do what's right and what's wrong but then if you face these people in person they're they're they don't know what to say they don't know how to talk they don't know how to defend their opinions so it's all just a form of power it's all just pointing fingers pointing fingers so that so that's how I was thinking. I was like, okay, I have to make this video in a way where I should stop them before they try to negate me, before they try to oppose what I was thinking, which is why I approached it in the sense in no this woman, as well as the rest of like the LGBT community, know what's at stake when they come out. They know that they're gonna lose family, they're gonna lose friends, they might lose their status in community. They might lose their, like the whole family name, the Arab family name, if someone comes out as homosexual, oh my God. So these people, they know that this is all at stake. So why would they come out if it's just, oh, it can be fixed. Oh, it's a mental disorder. 
like yeah. how i think i so think the, um, the danger there is the um where where uh, you might not know what a person is going through and then a lot of these hate comments a lot of these issues come through and what ends up happening is you're affecting somebody and you don't know that and uh then just everything piles up and you don't know how somebody is feeling this kind of subject like i distance myself from it but because i don't you know like i'm not someone who understands what uh maybe people might be going through etc so mm. for me i will not you know interfere in the way that might hurt them or might would you push might... someone when they're down that's that's the thing i think people don't realize how much uh, how much hurt a simple comment might might do um yeah. so this is why Which is i think why i approached it with humor yeah yeah and 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 going to the humor part of it my you have you have an you have an inherent talent for for comedy and maybe you mentioned it earlier the reason behind it but is it is it you think it comes from your like as you said nature or nurture was you just you were like this or did you kind of take a lot from your external experiences to to then weave that into your videos hello when I was at a younger age, I wasn't as self-aware, so I can't really tell you, but when I listen to stories that my parents tell me and my aunts and my uncles, they tell me that you were always just a crazy child. And then fast forward into like my teen years, I was always the outspoken one. I wasn't afraid to embarrass myself. I kept pissing myself from laughter until I was 14 years old. Like this is coming out publicly and it literally, I really don't understand. I would laugh so hard that I'd piss myself at school and our pants were gray you went my first oh yeah the stain was, you see everything yeah, yeah. The, the stain was quite evident so i never ran home crying in embarrassment i just i don't know why i was just always unfazed so these things at that age when i still wasn't that self-aware i think it's that like that shows whether or not you are someone who's just gonna laugh throughout everything in life or if you're gonna let things get to you and you know, from the age of 14, nothing got to me. And I was just a funny person, whether it be with teachers, super myself, super outspoken. And like, if I wanted to go to the bathroom for any reason, I would just come up and say it because I knew it would make other people laugh. Because I knew that if the teacher said, oh no, Stefan, you can't go to the bathroom. You already went to the bathroom. I'd go like, shut up, even when I was a kid, I would say that, you know, and at a younger age, these things aren't thought out. It was just me being mm -hmm. myself completely. Mm -hmm. So obviously Kamena, my surroundings, and my mom is the funniest woman I know. She's She comes up on my stories a lot. And a lot of people say, you remind us so much of her. You guys are very similar, right? So I think it's a combination. I think it's like futra, as we say in Arabic. It was just something I was born with. And I, I like, I'm so inspired by my mom and I, I admire her so much that maybe subconsciously I adopted them. Yeah, I think, yeah, like you said, it's, it's definitely a combination. It's just that there's a, there's that type of humor, which, which I personally, I really like. Uh, it's just, you know, you'll be talking about a, a, a very serious subject and then suddenly it's, there's a, there's a, <laughs> you know, a twist and you're like, and no, and it's okay. And so I think this part, yeah, yeah. Uh, this part, I think I really understand and really like that comedy. And it's, it's, I mean, for me, one of my favorite types is dark humor, like dark comedy. So I think <laughs> I like the, I mean, for me, at least I like it. So I think I, I, I like that, uh, 
the way that you handle things, especially given the topics that you discuss are very mm. deep and very, uh, very controversial and also very difficult for people to listen to. So, um, yeah. Humor is universal, you know? Yeah. And Wherever it is, yeah. whatever the language. Definitely. And, and then sticking to humor, uh, you do accents, do you? A little bit, not a lot. <laughs> so so uh yeah let's let's do a bit of accents then let's uh let's see what you got well i feel like it's inevitable that we know because we live in such a like diverse community uh let's just, <laughs> i don't know i've never tried to do a take on spot it just comes like depending on what if i'm angry i always go for the indian i don't know why if i'm confused it's more of like the filipino like hi you know, but on the spot, I actually don't know. What's yeah, yeah. No, because I like, I was watching some of your videos and what I really like is how you switch to that, um, the, the Lebanese, you know, the Lebanese. Uh, yeah, what do you mean, this one? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's people's favorite. I love it. And even like that moment when you're talking about your aunt, your recent video, like how you, you thought you had the virus and you were speaking to her and then you imitated your aunt. And I was like, this is, this is absolutely perfect. Like this is an awesome, <laughs> different awesome, characters. it's an awesome imitation. And you, you put yourself in that situation and you, you were just talking to all these different people. So I think, I think it was really funny. Um, I love storytelling. I think that's where everything stems from. Just the fact that I love storytelling and, and everything that happens can be interpreted in so many different ways. And if something serious or something scary happens and you can tell it to someone while making them laugh, like, for example, last week was my mom's birthday and we were all supposed to head to Dubai to spend the weekend. Then they imposed the rule of the whole PCR and whatnot. So a lot of people had to do the PCR to go to Dubai and return. It wasn't worth it. We canceled. Fast forward now, we found out that had we gone to Dubai, we were going to be in the premises. Like we were going to go to two events. Let's say both of them had coronavirus patients. Like both of them had uh, people who had contracted the yeah. virus. So I'm coming to tell my mom this story to tell her, she's like, I'm like, just sit your ass down, make a cup of coffee because we, yeah, like it's like, this is bizarre. She's like, why tell me, tell me what happened. I was like, mom, she's like, so the way I deliver stories, it's so much fun. Like, even if it's something like, oh my God, he's at the hospital. If the person's fine, then it's not that dark of a humor, you know, yeah. because I know he's fine. You know, we can talk about it. Yeah. So it's just these lives, these things that happen in life, you can deliver them and, and oh my God, thank God we didn't go. Or it can be like, guess what happened? God loves us. It's, there's so many different ways to interpret a story. So I think all of this is because of storytelling and the video that went viral, the tick tick, it was just me telling someone how to use their traffic indicator. And look where I am now. <laughs> oh, I don't know how I got here. To... <laughs> yeah. uh, it's uh, it's awesome. I just think the way it's been added to things and the way you add either the accents or you add the comedy, it always brings a you know a good a good relatable uh, topic. And uh, that's why I think there's this is also a reason for the success, you know. Um, and 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 many yeah. more to come. Many more to come. Um, Inshallah, yeah. I think I think you like the subject uh, relationship talk. You want to get into it? Yeah, let's do it. I mean, I don't have any specific questions, so so if you you there's something that you want to say or something you want to touch on, 
given the recent situation and stuff like that, we can we can get into that. Yeah, a few days ago, I happened to post a question about uh, relationship. Wait, I posted something. I have the memory of a goldfish. I posted this and I forgot what it was. But basically, there's this girl that I've come in contact with through Instagram. Her name is Dana. She's a relationship life coach, a love, self-love coach, blah, blah, blah. So we were discussing hosting a live. And uh, while we were like doing some research before, I decided to ask my followers, what would you like to hear about relationships? And all the questions that were coming were things that you'd think you'd learn throughout life. Like, oh, he stopped talking to me. Should I stop reply? Like, should I stop trying? Oh, he told me he no longer wants to be with me. What do you mean? And I'm like, what do you mean? What do you mean? And they're like, what? Like, should I read between the lines? And I'm like, no, it doesn't have to be that deep. So I don't know much about relationships. Yani, I'm in one relationship. I'm in one. Everyone should only be in you one. should be in seven. At the time. <laughs> <laughs> one. So uh, yeah, I've been in a relationship for a long time, five years. And I've learned a lot, but not to the extent where I can like give advice and teach others and whatnot. But I happen to be in an inter-religious relationship. I'm Christian, he's a Muslim. And there's so many problems that have come and gone. And we've worked through some and we've learned, but it's obviously not the end. But uh, yeah, to be honest, not much of an expert, Yanni, that I can discuss much. Uh -uh. No, I think because the video that you posted, like I watched it and I, I really uh, agree with a lot of the things that you were talking about. I mean, it's, it's always uh, good to be honest. It's always good to... Um, to try to not overcomplicate this already complicated relationship that men and women have. So, yeah. so I think overcomplication mm. and really just uh, being honest with your feelings. And I understand, you know, you play the game at the beginning and definitely, you know, there's that back and forth, but then um, maybe when it comes to it, I think there's always needs to be straightforward. You can say, you know, this is what I expect. I don't think there's anything yeah. wrong with that. You know, this is what I expect. Yeah. Let's try and see where it goes. And then, uh, you know, it can always be great. It can always be bad. That's the risk that you take. Otherwise, if there was no such risk, why would you take it? Like, why, yeah. why would people get into a relationship if it's always going to be great? That's always going to be exactly. great. Exactly. Oh, it's always great. Yeah, yeah. Alas, we love each other. No, no, so, impossible. Yeah, no, Akir, there's ups and downs, just like friendships yeah. yani, and any type of relationship, not just yeah. a romantic one. Yeah. And, and that brings me to the, to the other thing that um, I, would, I would like to discuss with you. It's the, it's the pressure on men and the feminism thing that you discussed, both of those two things. And, and let's put them together and, and, and let's you know, just discuss that subject uh, as a whole. Like, um, I mean, obviously I'm, you know, I'm a guy and I agree with what you said about the pressure on men and how they uh, get a lot of pressure from women that, you know, they have to be ready and only then I'm going to be with that person or, you know, and, yeah. but, but um, it's, it's also like it, the, the crazy expectations that we, whether a guy or a girl, we put on, each other we put crazy expectations yeah, on each other it is yeah and it's i think it's tradition like if you think back 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 when many when women used to stay at home and men used to go to the war and when they would come back like you know oh like who had the best stats yeah and it, okay oh okay you're you're a great guy okay we're gonna give you our daughter and somehow it's worked its way to 
everyone thinks that it's the extreme. Like if he's not incredibly well off and he has everything set up for him, then you're not going to have a good life. There's no more average. There's no more. Everyone's become such an extremist. And obviously like video footage of all these incredible Lebanese weddings and whatnot. Everyone thinks, oh, this is the best for my daughter. This is what she deserves. Nothing less. And it's like, do you know how, if these people are nice or not? Do you know if they're good or not? Do you know if they worked hard for their own money? Like, who is your daughter going to be with at the end of the day? Is it the car she's going to cuddle with at night? Or is it the, the brain that's going to be with her, talking to her until the end like, of her life? So in terms of society, I was only, I only know, I was born and raised in an Arab family. So I know that this happens here. I don't know about the rest of the world. But I'm assuming it's the same. Yeah, I mean, everyone wants the best for their daughter, but no one ever thinks that, why can't the best be a team effort? Why must it only be given on a silver platter? When these times with like the level, like the economy and the living in Dubai, مثلاً, if you think of rent, if you think of how much expenses you have, but putting all that pressure on one member of the relationship, whether it be the boy or the girl, is a bit not fair. It's just not fair. So yeah, that's that's what got me to talking about this because even when I sit with people from my own family and we watch these Lebanese weddings and whatnot, they're like, wow, they immediately assume that these materialistic things are going to make or break the relationship, which pissed me off. So that's why I just grabbed my phone and I'm like, sit your ass down. This isn't all that there is to life. And so many young men approached me saying, thank you. This woman, they didn't let me marry her. I know we've been dating for like 10 years simply because I don't have like the Porsche of the season. And I'm like, that's ridiculous. Ridiculous. I think it's, I mean, maybe I don't uh, experience it that much often, or at least maybe the people I'm around don't actually think of these things that much, but I still find it surprising that there is this kind of things that happen, like where, you know, yeah. uh, that this actually, because, you know, apart from the fact that we are living through a very difficult time now, even before, I just think that it's, you know, even from the way that I was raised in my family, there's no, there's no that kind of um, view that, you know, has to be uh, super well off and has to do, et cetera, et cetera. And, and we do have this, we do have this mentality of a team effort. And it's also for me, that's yeah. for me, a team effort is such a, like I want her to be my best friend, you know. Like I don't want her yeah, to be course. like, a, like, um, you know. I just think that I, I, I wanted to ask you that question because I wonder why there's still so much of that, and putting pressure on either side of the of the relationship is is definitely incorrect. Um, there is yeah. another there's another point I wanted to raise, but still, like between the relationship between men and women, don't you think that there's still things that guys should be doing and girls should be doing like in in a relationship like so for example um like there's things naturally that a guy should do and naturally that a girl should do and i'm i'm not talking about just raising like the child like that's something that is inherent to to the mother right but it's also naturally inherent that a, that the man is the one that will solve problems and again the reason why i'm saying this is don't get me wrong i'm saying this because it's just something what's within with each gender's nature. It's not a wrong thing. Yes. I think, I think it's normal to have this kind of separation, but to understand that. So, for example, um, I was told a very nice example a long time ago uh, from a um, 
from someone who said, you know, the reason it's her name is Mais Muhammad. She gave me a very, very uh, lovely explanation of why men and women actually don't don't get along. Is that, for example, a guy might come back home after work, super exhausted, solving problems the whole day, and uh, is fine to start solving another problem. And then his significant other might come down and sit next to him and say, by the way, you know what happened with me today? So, 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 and so happened, so, so, and so. The guy will automatically start to solve the problem. But the female doesn't want him to solve the problem, just wants him to listen. She just wants him to listen. Exactly. Now you see that this- I never thought of that. Yeah, so see the disconnect between these two things is what causes issues because the guy, is not doing it in a bad way. That's just what he needs to do. Like, I'm not saying, and I see, this is why I want to also make it very clear. I'm not saying that women are not also solving problems throughout the day. I'm just saying, uh, naturally, uh, that's as we're saying, in that specific situation, that's what a guy is programmed to do. A man is programmed to, there's a problem, we'll solve it. It's just, it's just, it's how our brains are wired. And a woman is, same way, she has problems. She just wants somebody to listen. She will solve them on her own, but she just wants somebody to listen. Someone so then, the, the, yeah, but then the disconnect starts happening, and which causes, um, let's say, you know, arguments, disagreements, and silly fights that at some point in the future might say, like, why is it such a big fight now? It used to be super normal before. Yeah, that's true. And I feel like now if I were to think of my own relationship or the relationships around me that I see on a daily, I feel like it's becoming less and less like that. Like it is, like you said, nature. They can't help it when someone tells them a story. For me personally, as a woman, when I speak to my girlfriend, it's just like, oh, listen to this, listen to that. What do you think of this? What do you think of that? But when I talk to my guy friends, they go, they always wonder like, oh, I wonder why that is. like Maybe it's because of this, maybe because of this. And I never thought of it as a problem solving nature but yeah that's a very interesting point and now as relationships grow and as they evolve when they when people are more aware of other relationships they i feel like they know what they want and what they don't want and i would like to come home one day and if i'm too tired like my husband can help me do the dishes or if one day i want to go spend like a weekend getaway with my girlfriend i think it's more than okay if the guy stays with the kids so i feel like our generations are more like towards this ideology and more towards this mentality and further from the, oh yeah, the woman's the one at home. She's the one that if needed should quit her job, not the man. But now it's changing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when I, when I said like, there's things that the guys should do, the girls should do. I say that in like, uh, at least in the basic level of the relationship, there's things that you can agree on. Like for, I'll give you an example. So for example, like at least on the first date, you know, the guy should pay. This is what I mean by saying some, yeah, something a guy I get should it, do. Yeah. You know, that's what I mean. These types of things. And and I understand that there is a moderation. Oh, it's okay if the girl pays. That's fine. You know, maybe later down the relationship, but there is some something romantic or something about the beginning of the relationship that a guy should be the one to pay, for example. Or the or even in marriage, something to do with like the 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 woman is the one that's gonna be closer to the child. These types of things. I'm not saying it in a bad way. I'm just saying that there are mm-hmm. things that are naturally people fit in their places. So that, that was that was my whole point with with, with that uh, that subject. Um, yeah. Okay, okay. Moving on to the next uh, uh, last two things for you, Stephanie. Are you, are you excited? This is the last two. The last two things. Tell me. Yeah, the final two. Tell me. The final two. So 
I, I personally, uh, like I personally agree with your, your message of kindness to people doing good, being good. I agree with this. Okay. I agree with this, um, this message that you, you, you give to people and you talk about it a couple of times, but pers- from personal experience and overall, don't you think that being too nice and being that type of person, you don't put your interests first. And unfortunately, unfortunately, there are others who will take advantage of either niceness or you not filling the gap or where not you taking the lead in certain areas. And again, you will be self-aware later how I am now. But, but do you agree that, uh, that that happens? Uh, don't you think it's good sometimes to be, um, to say no, to be not bad, but to, to be not nice and to put your interests first? Yeah. yeah, you can. You can be a strong character. Like being kind and being nice to someone doesn't always mean putting their interests before yours. My kindness is spreading a message where always be good to the other person if someone needs you reach out to them and if you see injustice try to change it but because of who I am as a person like you can have a strong character and you can show people that you can like I'm trying to say this without uh, swearing but no you can be a like a strong ass independent person that if someone crosses the line you're gonna like shave their hair off or something but at the same time you can be a lovely person which is what I consider myself to be in the middle like you don't want to mess with me, but at the same time, I'm a nice person. So there's never reason to not be nice unless someone started it. And every action has a reaction. And why did I start being nice? No, why did I start being nice? no like why do I believe in so kindness you were not before. so much? <laughs> yeah. Why do I believe in kindness so much? Because the same problem can be approached whether you're a really like rude person or a really kind person and with a clear intent it's very hard for someone to take advantage of you like someone saw someone in need so they wired them a couple of dollars and then they just kept saying oh i'm more in need send me more oh i'm more be kind yeah send more no then it gets to the point where you're no longer thinking like you're being kind can mail the other person but is it what do you think of this do you accept this? If you saw this happening to a third party, would you tell them, oh yeah, keep going? Or someone's taking advantage of you. Yani, we, we live in a time where we're so exposed to so much like knowledge and we can just Google something. We can ask a friend. We can have an online session with a therapist. Everything is so easily accessible that if you don't know when to stop and what the limit is between you're being nice or you're just being taken advantage of, then someone needs to step in, give you some advice, tell you, oh, like, this isn't what it means to be kind. This isn't what it means to be nice. You need to back off shui, teach them a bit of right from wrong, which is what I do when I send out videos. Like, so many people respond to me. They send me direct message saying, oh, okay, I understand. I had a different, like, I had a different idea of what kindness meant, but you clarified it. But here I go like, oh, stop. Like, my way isn't the only way. But as long as no one's stepping all over you and no one's, taking advantage of you, then you're fine. But uh, yeah, if someone ever finds themselves in a situation where they're being taken advantage of, like to ask someone for a clear idea of, oh, am I doing correct? Is it not correct? Blah, blah, blah. I think it that's, uh, yeah, I think that's, uh, it would be lucky if someone can step in and tell you, you know, be careful and, you know, you need to watch out. I think uh, whether it's from me or maybe most people, they either find out after. I mean, for me, I always realize maybe after that either I'm being taken advantage of or I missed the boat on something or I could have done this thing better. And I think that's a, it's definitely a better teacher 
is when you realize yeah. that um, yeah a kid you know you you've made the mistake and uh and that's a better teacher that you have to then make that change yeah um yeah so stephanie the final question for you the final question final question i wanted to bring it to the show a bit i love asking this question everybody knows it and i love i love asking it. but you you have an understanding of of fame of uh like famous being famous that kind of stuff you yourself are on that sort of path path of of uh, let's say becoming you know you are already uh so to speak viral famous in, the, in, in that way and you were talking about how you know nobody has it all and celebrities are also suffering um the same way do you think maybe and again this is just me asking you the question right don't you think you're acting this way because you're not in the celebrity's position because we tend to say that because we're not in that position or do you think this is something that that um you will always stay true to Hello, people jokingly said, Shu, you're going to forget us now that you have 20,000 followers on Instagram. I'm like, guys, what is you talking about? Of course not. What do you mean? And I was like, this is so silly. Just because I gained a few followers doesn't mean I'm going to change. But you never know what, what a certain collection of circumstances can do to you as a person. Me as, a, like, as Stephanie Haddad, because I've been so true to myself since I was young, I've been through like a lot of ups and downs and a lot of life incidents that could have shaped me or broken me as a person. And I caught myself in times when I needed to and I built myself back up when I needed to and I kept going. I feel like I know what it feels like to be completely lost and you don't know where you're headed and whatnot. But now I'm so grateful that I have this clarity filtered out that I do not want in my life that I'm in such a good place and I'm very grateful that it's very hard for me to lose sense of what is important and what isn't. This is me personally speaking. But if I was, of course, I can never fully be sure until I actually get to that point. Yeah, I guess that's it. And I'm proud and so often become snobby and oh, I'm famous. I feel like it's so difficult and it would probably never happen. And if I were to become famous and become a celebrity and whatnot, I would love to be that celebrity that doesn't give a crap and is still themselves regardless. My awesome. job. Thank you. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. No, uh -huh. I think I just wanted to, <laughs> to discuss it because you really touched on that, uh, that topic. And uh, I think it's a great, uh, great subject, and it really ties into what we are trying to, you know, trying to try to do here on the show. Um, awesome. I, yeah, I will, I will cheat a bit and say there is one final, one more bonus question, and say, is, ah. do, you, do you have a question for me? Oh yeah, why'd you name your podcast Nobody Famous? <laughs> um, I love that question, actually. Um, I think so for us, uh, the way that it started out is we really just wanted to, uh, like yourself, you know, create a platform and also try to get all these different uh, amazing and interesting people to talk about their story. But we don't want to limit it to either you being, you know, um, famous, you or not. famous or not, or you've had an impact on society or you just have a bunch of followers or you're an influencer or you are somebody that is, um, you know, uh, uh, what do you call it? Like, like just super well known and you're known for something. We want to try to, we wanted to kind of normalize the concept of, of fame, uh, try to 
you know make things a little bit more humble less less extreme nice. and and try to bring in all these different types of people that nobody That's has ever awesome. heard of yeah bring people that nobody's ever heard of and just have them share uh you know their experience who they are as a person and and hopefully you know these people whoever is listening uh, these people have shared something that is of value of insight and then whoever is listening can can really learn from that uh, from that experience but also you know anyone to feel that you know this show is for them this show is um is awesome i mean i was going through some of my photos today of the show from two years ago when we started and i found so many amazing moments so many amazing times that i've been with people on the show and funny fun times funny times all that stuff so um so far it's been an amazing journey and uh yeah i think this is the reason you know we wanted to always keep it uh humble in a way awesome that's, that's awesome and obviously you can't limit uh, the important stories down and only to the celebrities when there's seven billion people on in on earth with many valuable stories so exactly Shapoba. awesome awesome thank you so, so much for having me Thank you, Stephanie. It's an absolute pleasure. I'm going to outro us. And uh, I just want to say any last words, anything that you'd like to say? That's all. Everyone just keep self-expressing and uh, never be afraid to be yourself. Honestly, that's always it. Awesome. Awesome. Well, that has been the Nobody's Famous podcast with the one and only Stephanie Haddad. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining. We'll catch you on the next one. Make sure you check us out on YouTube. Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Anrami, all these places you can listen to Stephanie's wonderful, wonderful voice and on her road to becoming a voiceover artist. This is your next step. Maybe, you never know. Yeah, yeah. So, so thank you so much for tuning in to the Nobody's Famous Podcast. <laughs>